This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us is here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me as always. The Dynasty Stock Report Summer Series continues again today with the AFC North. I will be breaking down the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Cleveland Browns, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you have missed any of the previous five episodes where I went through every team and every division in the NFC, and then yesterday touched upon the AFC East and talked about the Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Jets, sharing my feelings and thoughts on every single part relevant fantasy player stock up stock down stock neutral who i'm buying who presents good value please get back and listen to them as well so let's get right into it with the afc north like i talked about i'm gonna start with the baltimore ravens i'm gonna say stock up on lamar jackson i think people are ready to write him off after his first year as a passer i understand it passing was always going to be an issue that he had to continue to develop but even without that He still was putting up low-end QB1 weeks, and they were barely letting him pass the football. I understand his rushing attempts and totals are going to come down, but I think that's going to be matched by him making some plays in the passing game. He's still developing. They've created an offense uh, that I think is going to cater to his skill set. And I think there's still opportunity and room for him to grow and develop as a passer. And if he's just an average passer, plus his elite athleticism and running ability, he could be a long-term starter and very fantasy viable as a, as a quarterback one. So I think Lamar Jackson, the stock is up. I think people... I think it's an opportunity to buy low. I think he's presenting tremendous value in all formats and in all leagues. At the running back position, I'm going to say stock up on Mark Ingram. I think in this offense, he's going to get an opportunity to carry the workload, even if it's 60, 65% of times. There's so so many rushing attempts that are going to be out there. I think Mark Ingram has a chance to have his best statistical season of his career. I think 10 touchdowns is in the realm of possibility. I think 1,100, 1,200 yards is in the realm of possibility. I think Mark Ingram is going as an RB2 who could potentially be on the border of RB1 type production uh, if he gets that type of work share and workload in this offense. So Really like Mark Ingram this year. I think he presents a lot of value in the short term in the next year or two as a strong RB2 uh, to have on your dynasty rosters or any, you know, redraft leagues as well. I'm going to say stock down on Gus Edwards. Obviously, you know, without Mark Ingram, he wouldn't have an opportunity to be an RB2 himself. I think now he's more of a bit player without an Ingram injury to Mark Ingram. I don't expect much value from Gus Edwards. Stock down on Kenneth Dixon. I'm not even sure he makes the roster. I think he's had his opportunities. Uh, If he does, I think he's going to be third or fourth on the depth chart as well. I'm going to say stock up on Justice Hill because I continue to believe in this talent and because his skill set is very different and unique than the other running backs that I just talked about. His explosion, his burst, his athleticism, his pass catching ability. While Kenneth Dixon is a good pass catcher, He's the only one that's close to Justice Hill in that regards, but Justice Hill is just so much more explosive and that big playability. I keep saying I think he could be this year's Philip Lindsay, that once he gets on the field, they might not be able to take him off. But even with Mark Ingram having a great year, I still think Justice Hill could have a great year. If Justice Hill gets 30 to 35% of their, you know, even 30% of their work, you know, rushing attempts, plus some receptions, I think Justice Hill, if he gets eight to 10 receptions, 
touches a game could have some fancy viability this year. So Justice Hill is a guy I want to get on my roster now because I do think he could be a guy that his value could go up as soon as preseason starts, as soon as you know the regular season starts. I think Justice Hill's value could be on the way up. At wide receiver, it's kind of hard to say stock up or stock down on all these guys. They're, most of the relevant guys are draft picks. So I'm going to say stock neutral, but with the opportunity to – be good values and buys because people are just so down on the overall Baltimore offense. So Marquise Brown, I think people are sleeping on him. I think he should be going in 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 the round one of rookie drafts. Uh, I think he's a great best ball pick at the end of drafts. I think he's even a good redraft pick at the end of drafts. You know, he's going to get an opportunity to potentially be their number one wide receiver, see the the highest percentage of targets. He's a big playability. Yeah, he's going to be a little bit feast or famine, but he's a good route runner too. And if Lamar Jackson, I talked about that with Matt Harmon a couple weeks ago, but if Marquise Brown gets an opportunity to run other routes, he's a very good overall route runner. And if Lamar Jackson shows growth and development, Marquise Brown could see, you know, five to six, seven targets a game. And if he sees that many targets, I think there's an opportunity for him to be very fantasy viable. Same thing with Miles Boykin. If he end, ends up starting opposite Marquise Brown, I would say he presents good value right now as too. And then also Chris Moore has been getting some talk this year. Uh, not as excited about him as the, as the rookies, but someone's going to emerge there. So I think you can do worse than, than kind of putting Chris Moore in the back of a deep dynasty roster and see how that wide receiver position shakes out. The rest of the guys, you know, Michael Floyd, Jalil Scott, you know, Jordan Leslie, Willie Sneed. I'm going to say stock neutral on all of those guys. You know, till we see how this kind of plays itself out. I know Willie Snee was the guy who probably had the most success with Lamar Jackson last year. Uh, but I think this year with better weapons in, in Brown and Boykin, uh, I think his opportunity might go down a little bit. At the tight end position, I'm going to say stock up on Mark Andrews. He's a guy I've really came around on when I did my 2018 versus 2019 rookies a couple, about a month ago now at this point. I had Hayden Hurst higher than Mark Andrews. If I update that, I got to flip-flop them. With all the narrative out there, while I liked Hayden Hurst more pre-draft, he just hasn't performed up to expectations and he's been constantly hurt. Mark Andrews had a really good year last year shows the ability to attack the seam and get vertical. I like Mark Andrews uh, this year. I like its value right now. I think now's the time to go get Mark Andrews potentially could have a breakout year this year. I still am okay putting Hayden Hurst on my rosters too, to kind of see if he could kind of get himself healthy and, and, and produce and get an opportunity as well, because they don't have a lot of, you know, locked in production from the receivers that maybe they become a little bit of a two tight end offense. Maybe it is, maybe it is enough to kind of get both of them tight end viable in terms of fantasy. So I'm not ready to give up on Hayden Hurst, but I think Mark Andrews is, is a stock up and a buy Hayden Hurst, I think is a stock neutral and have to wait it out and see if he could finally get healthy and get an opportunity there. Let's go to Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to say stock up on Andy Dalton. Don't love the talent at all. Think they've won as far as they're ever going to go with Andy Dalton as a quarterback. But in terms of the fantasy realm, you know, obviously there with Zach Taylor coming there, I think it's going to be a little bit more opened up. I think that's going to be good for Andy Dalton. I think he could potentially have a really strong QB2 fantasy season this year, and he's probably being valued as like a low QB2 or even like a QB3. You know, I've seen him in best ball leagues going really low. Uh, I'm sure his value in Dynasty is similar. 
I think he can be a mid QB two type value with some potentially high QB two production as well in this new offense. I'm going to say stock up on Andy Dalton at the running back position. I'm going to say stock up, stock up on Joe Mixon. I think next year at this time, I think he's going to be in the conversation as being a top five or top six pick in all formats. I don't think his talent is all that far off from the Alvin Kamara's, the Christian McCaffrey's, uh, and those type of players. I think he, his skill set is very versatile. He's a he's hasn't even shown his receiving capabilities, I think, to his fullest. I think he could be an elite receiving back as well. I love his patience and his vision and his power. He's had some nagging injuries. You have to get past that. But I do think uh, Joe Mixon's in for a breakout year. The loss of Jonah Williams on the line, their first round pick, it's going to hurt a little bit. Uh, but I still think Joe Mixon is going to be a bell cow there this year. Even with the drafting of the running backs, I'm not worried about six round running backs. I- I'm just not. I don't think that is an indictment at all of Joe Mixon and what their plans are. I think they view those guys as maybe good value. Maybe one of them makes the roster and it's a future backup to Joe Mixon. Uh, I'm going to say stock down on Giovanni Bernard because of the two guys they drafted. It just adds more guys who are definitely probably going to have a shot to make the roster. Giovanni Bernard in his last year, probably in Cincinnati, uh, his future dynasty value will all be dependent upon where he ends up. Trevion Williams and Ronnie Anderson, I just talked about. Ronnie Anderson's the guy I like a lot more on talent. Uh, I thought he was a top three back in this class on film alone, but obviously massive injury and durability concerns. Does he make the roster? Is he healthy enough to make the roster? So I think right now in rookie drafts, I would definitely take Anderson over Williams because I believe in the talent more. But if you have late rookie drafts in mid-August, late August, you really got to see the narrative on Anderson's health during training camp, preseason. Is he ready to play? Uh that's going to be something that really you got to watch closely in terms of investing in one of these rookie Bengals running backs at the wide receiver position. I'm going to say, I'm going to say stock up and slash and or good value on AJ green. I already talked about the new offense. I think people are sleeping on him. I think people think he's like past his prime, but he's basically the same age as Julio Jones. No one is saying that about Julio Jones. They came into the league the same year. So I think, AJ Green still has the capabilities to be a wide receiver one, maybe not a mid wide receiver one anymore, but I still think he's very much got low wide receiver one, high wide receiver two type numbers uh, for another few years there. I think the new offense could really rejuvenate the whole passing offense of the Bengals. So I'm excited about AJ Green. I'm going to say stock up. I think he's a buy. I think he's great value in all leagues. Uh, John Ross, I'm going to say stock neutral. Let's see if the new offense has a plan for John Ross. Uh, you know, John Ross is a guy who obviously heavy draft investment in him never really has materialized last year. He had some good touchdown efficiency when he played, but still not expecting him to be very fancy viable. He's a guy maybe, you know, get on the roster late, kind of see his new role in this offense, uh, but not a guy I'd be actively looking to get my hands on Tyler Boyd. I'm going to say stock neutral on Tyler Boyd too. He, I think last year could end up being his best year. I still think he's a good wide receiver three that some people maybe are looking at as a wide receiver two. I'm going to say Boyd is more of a wide receiver three type if AJ Green is fully healthy. I know Boyd actually had better stats with AJ Green, but I, I think Tyler Boyd is more of a 
wide receiver three, low end wide receiver two type player. So I like Tyler Boyd. I've always liked Tyler Boyd. I wasn't ready to write him off after the early struggles of his career. Uh, Matt and I were very high on him in the pre-draft process. The year he came out, good route runner, physical, tough. Uh, but let's see what the plans are for him now and for John Ross. Because if, if they have bigger plans for John Ross and trying to salvage him, that could impact and hurt Tyler Boyd as well. And then tight end position, I'm going to say stock neutral on Tyler Eifert. I think they gave him, they'll give him an opportunity to, again, show that he's healthy. And if he can do that, we've seen him be a, a tight end one. So he's one of those guys I'd like to have him as my second tight end. I would not want to rely and count on him as my starting tight end. But I do think he's a good number two tight end to have on your roster. CJ Uzuma, I'll say stock neutral on him. They let Tyler Croft go. Uzuma's still there. Could get an opportunity if Tyler Eifert gets injured. And then if so, Uzuma could be a low tight end one himself. But I'll say stock neutral for him right now. If we take this to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, obviously, I'm going to say stock up on Baker Mayfield. Not a lot to say there. Great rookie year. They went out this offseason and picked up uh, Kareem Hunt. And then the big trade for Odell Beckham. So stock up on Baker Mayfield. Probably a top four, top five dynasty quarterback asset you'd want to get on your roster right now. At the running back position, I'm going to say stock neutral on Nick Chubb. I know he had an elite level rookie year. I love the talent, but I'm going to say stock neutral on him because the addition of Kareem Hunt. What's the plans for Kareem Hunt when he comes back? Will Kareem Hunt spend his second year in Cleveland? They have the rights to him. So it's going to be one of those things where Nick Chubb's second half of the year value and next year value could be reduced a little bit, even in this great offense, by Kareem Hunt being there. I think Nick Chubb has... 12 touchdown potential this year. I think he's going to be a workhorse the first, you know, eight games of the year. I think, you know, he's going to be an RB1, but I do think he has a little bit of risk with him because of Kareem Hunt. If it wasn't Kareem Hunt being there, it'd be stock up on Nick Chubb, similar to what I said about Joe Mixon that come this time next year, I think he'd be in the mix as a first round running back, you know, in the, in right there in the mix with the Alvin Kamara's, the Christian McCaffrey's Nick Chubb's never going to be as involved in the passing game as those guys. So he, I think he would have been a little bit below in that regard, but he would have been up there right after those guys. But the Kareem Hunt being there slightly, I only say slightly because I think there's plenty of production to go around and his upside is so high. Kareem Hunt, I think he's stock neutral. You got to wait and see. Duke Johnson, I'm going to say stock down. He needs to get traded and get out of there to get an opportunity. I mean, right now, early in the year, he's going to get an opportunity to be Nick Chubb's backup, but we'll see how that kind of plays itself out. I think Duke Johnson's best production might be in the future when he gets out of Cleveland and gets an opportunity to at least be a committee back. Uh, I think Duke Johnson's got that capabilities to be a 55 to 60 catch guy in the, in a backfield, but also be a guy who can, you know, rush for 400 or 500 yards. I, I don't think that's uh, impossible for Duke Johnson to be that type of player. So, Stock down right now, but keep a close eye on Duke Johnson, the trade rumors, and stuff like that. Odell Beckham, impossible not to say stock up. Going to play with Baker Mayfield. Obviously a much more talented quarterback at this point uh, than Eli Manning. More explosive offense. Offense that's going to push the ball vertically down the field more. More weapons around him that are going to open things up even more for Odell Beckham. So stock up on Odell Beckham. I think in a dynasty setting, he'd be the number one wide receiver that I'd want on my team, even maybe ahead of Deion 
DeAndre Hopkins. But if not right there after DeAndre Hopkins, Odell would be the guy I'd want at the wide receiver position in a dynasty league based on future value, future production, age, all that stuff, offense, quarterback he's attached to, and all that stuff. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I'm going to say stock down. I just think the target share, I still think he could be productive, but I think the days of him being a wide receiver two are gone. I think he's probably going to be more of a, a wide receiver three in PPR leagues. Uh, the target share and opportunity is not going to be what it's been for Miami and what it was last year for him. So I think he's going to have to be more efficient and be a little bit more touchdown productive to to maintain his, you know, fantasy impactfulness i still think though he there's enough to go around there in cleveland where he can be a solid wide receiver three in ppr leagues antonio calloway i'm gonna say stock neutral if it wasn't for the trade of antonio uh of odell beckham i think it would have been stock up on antonio calloway i still like the talent i like the glimpses we saw last year he can get open uh he had some issues with drops but i think he's a I think he's a good route runner with explosion in and out of his routes. I think he's going to have some viability here as a inconsistent wide receiver four. But if people are really down on him and just think it's Odell and, and Jarvis, I'd be okay buying Antonio Callaway and putting him on my roster as a wide receiver four. Intrigued by him. None of the other wide receivers are guys I'd be actively looking to get or buy. Richard Higgins, I think stock down. Uh, Damian Ratley, all these other guys, I, I just think stock down or stock neutral. I don't. And without an injury, I don't see a lot of viability for these guys. At the tight end position, I'm going to say stock down on David Njoku. And I still like the talent. I still think he's got a lot of upside and a lot of potential. But with that three wide receiver set, with Nick Chubb, with Kareem Hunt, I don't think there's a path for David Njoku to develop into a top four, top five elite tight end producer in fantasy like maybe the path that people thought he was going to take to emerge eventually get to you know the George Kittles and the Kelsey's and and the Zach Ertz level I think he's not even in the second level of the Evan Ingrams and the Hunter Henrys and the OJ Howards I think it's going to be hard for him to get in that top six mix based on the receivers they have there uh I think he could be a very good tight end one still. So I'd be okay getting him on my roster for sure. I just don't think in terms of his stock, I, I, I'm going to say it's a little bit of stock down based on the Odell Beckham, the Kareem Hunt. Uh, I just think he, he doesn't have the potential to reach that, but I still think he's a really good tight end one. And let's finish this off with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm going to say stock down on Ben Roethlisberger. You lose Antonio Brown. I I think it's just natural that your production is going to come down. So while I think he's good as a stopgap this year, I think, you know, his even this year's production is going to dip a little bit to maybe low QB1, high QB2. I think the ceiling would be much higher if Antonio Brown was still there, obviously. We don't know how many more years Roethlisberger has, so we can't be a long-term play in dynasty formats as well. I'm going to say stock neutral on James Conner. I don't I'm not buying that he's going to be the guy and the only guy like Pittsburgh has notoriously done in the past. I think they are going to have a role for Jalen Samuels, the rookie, I'm sorry, the second year player and a role for the rookie Benny Snell. I think they have plans for those guys. They drafted Snell earlier than I thought he would go. He's that physical, tough inside grinder. Jalen Samuels is more of the in-space player. You can line him up in the slot, use him out of the backfield, receiving. And then James Conner kind of showed the capability of doing both, receiving, rushing. But I do think we saw James Conner slow down the second half of the year last year. I'm not I have I have no James Conner shares in best bowl leagues. 
people are taking him, you know, round one, early round two. I'm pivoting to other guys, whether it's Joe Mixon, whether it's Dalvin Cook. I'm not ready to make that investment in James Conner. Do I think he's still going to be a very good fantasy running back? Yeah, but I think good might be RB2 and then with those other guys playing a role. I'm not sure he's a top eight, top 10 running back. And I think right now that's how he's being valued in the industry but and by many uh, fans as well. So I'm going to say that stock down on James Conner, I, I think it's going to be a little bit more uh, less of a workload for him than maybe what we saw at times last year. Snell and Samuels, I'll say stock neutral, kind of wait it out, see how those guys play and develop. At the wide receiver position, stock up on Juju Smith. Obviously, I think there's an opportunity for him to get a greater target share and a greater, uh, you know, more production. But I'm not sure it's a guarantee because I think his efficiency could go down as being the true number one wide receiver. I love the player. I'm not ready to put him at the top of the pecking order. Some people have, you know, uh, Juju Smith, Schuster in their top four top five fantasy dynasty wide receivers. I'm still on the Odell Beckham, the DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Mike, you know, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones. And then I would say Juju Smith is in the next group of guys. I want to see him put up elite production without Antonio Brown there, being the focal point of defenses, seeing all the top defensive backs, seeing consistent double teams. I think he can do it. I was a big Juju Smith fan coming out of college when most people seemed to be giving up on him during his time uh, in college by the time he became draft eligible. So I love the player. I just do think it's a stock up based on the amount of percentage of looks he might get. But at the same time, a little bit of a wait and see approach. And I'm not as high as some people who have him as a number one or number two dynasty, you know, wide receiver you want to own. I'm a little bit below that, but not too far. James Washington, I'm going to say stock up. I think he's going to have every opportunity to develop. I know there's some reports out there about Dante Moncrief. I'm not buying it right now. I'll say Dante Moncrief is a stock neutral, wait and see. I'm still saying stock up on James Washington. I think there's an opportunity for him to develop into a consistent wide receiver three in fantasy if he becomes Pittsburgh's wide receiver two and got the guy who sees the most consistent amount of targets and opportunity after Juju Smith. So I still believe in James Washington's game, his ability to win at the catch point, his ability to go up and get it, I think are are his elite calling cards and traits. So I'm going to be interested to see how James Washington looks this year. Uh, I already talked about Dante Moncrief, Eli Rogers, Ryan Switzer, stock neutral on all of them. See if anybody emerges. The rookie I'd keep a close eye on is Deontay Johnson. I like his skill set and talent a lot. I think he could emerge as their most, you know, as their third receiver in that as well. And maybe even down the line, push James Washington if Washington doesn't show the growth and development that I'm expecting. So Deontay Johnson, I think is an intriguing uh, guy to get on your dynasty rosters right now, uh, especially without a lot of publicity, too much going on right now. I think he'd be in a good late second round rookie pick or early third round rookie pick and kind of see how it plays out at the tight end position. I'm going to say stock up on Vance McDonald. I think there's a lot of production that can be had right now in this offense. And I think Vance McDonald could potentially be, I talked about those top six tight ends before he'd probably be the next guy I'd want for this upcoming year, you know, potentially the seven tight ends. So intrigued by Vance McDonald, 
and how he has uh, the opportunity he has ahead of him there as well. So there it is. Every team in the AFC North. Uh, hopefully, guys, you are enjoying these podcasts. That's the sixth one. Two more still to go. If you missed any of the earlier ones, please go back and check them out. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Greatly appreciate it. Helps us grow. Any questions for me, please reach out on Twitter. Always enjoy interacting with you guys as well. Just a reminder, next week, uh, Matt Caraccio returns with the Summer Seminar Series. Uh, it'll be a five to seven series podcast where he talks about the player problem solver paradigm. What are the nature of the problems players face on the field and how that should be impacting our evaluation and how we're watching the game. Uh, really uh, high level, deep level stuff. Uh, make sure you check it out uh, when that kicks off next week as well. So on behalf of our sound and tech engineer, David Nakano and myself, thank you for joining us. And we look forward next time taking you from Saturday to Sunday. <laughs>